Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You could get them, but can you keep them? Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing Podcast. It's your favorite homegirl, Coriel, here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. You already know that I'm bringing you the information and the conversations to help you make the money and get the honey. You can have it all as long as you are willing to work. And we have a working woman in the building. Dr. Tiff is in the studio. Are you ready? I am so ready. Thank you for having me. I, look, I'm so excited to have you because <laughs> this conversation is going to be a little spicy. Okay, y'all, what I got on my card, we probably ain't even going to get to what I got on my card, okay? Because the conversation that we had before the camera started rolling, I think that this is definitely going to be a conversation that you are going to want to share with a friend. So go ahead and send this video on to one of your girlfriends because this is going to be not just a juicy conversation, but y'all are going to learn a lot. So get your notebooks out and get ready for this girl talk. Okay, so let's just start by allowing the people to put some respect on your name. <laughs> so we're going to give you a proper introduction. Go ahead and tell the people what do they need to know about Dr. Tiff. Well, I am Dr. Tiffany Williams, and baby, it has been a journey. But I am a financial strategist. I am, I've been in business for over 15 years. Um, I scale and teach small business owners how to make multiple six and seven figures. I've created over 27 seven-figure earners, um, allowing them the opportunity to work with me hand-in-hand hand to learn diversification, to learn how to have asset protection, and to build not just their personal, but their business for generational wealth. So that is my area of expertise. I love it. So we always talk about, like, we throw out the term generational wealth, but we don't often have the conversation about how to actually make it happen. Absolutely. And a lot of my audience, well, 99.99% of my audience is black women. And as, you know, women who desire to become wives, who desire to become mothers, having a grasp on like what generational wealth looks like and how we can actually attain it, it a lot of times falls back on us because we're managing these households. We're raising these children. We are preparing for the, you know, for the future generations. And so I think that this conversation is going to be good, not just juicy. It's going to be really good because we're going to put some substance to the generational wealth concept of like, how is it actually possible? Um, but before we get into that, I want to start with like the pre-business because we're going to talk about business, but we got to get in your business Ooh, too, just me, a little bit. So Ooh, before be Dr. Tiff, yes. what were you doing Maybe like in these streets. What was you doing, Doctor? Goodness, before I was Doctor Tiff, honey, I was Tiff. Come on, Tiff. Okay. Um, listen. Where's Tiff from? Let's start there. I'm a native from Detroit, Michigan. We got a Detroit girl. Y'all know Detroit girls do a little different, okay? We got a Detroit girl <laughs> in the building. So what was you out here doing in these Detroit streets? Listen, um, I was an underdog always, and um, raised by a single mother. My girl but was abusive, mm. very. Um, she was very raw, very hard, very uncut. Just to give you a little example, um, and it's gonna make you cringe, but my mother didn't put guns to my head. She didn't bust the window with my body and hung me out the second floor. I had that type of mother, but I still love my mother because that's all I knew. So moving forward. Wait a minute. Um, we can't move forward. Hold on. <laughs> we got to move forward. Was that, no. <laughs> did that, was that a reflection of her childhood? Yes. Yes. A reflection of her childhood, her upbringing, and just... Was she a product of abuse? She was a product of abuse. Okay. And she was extremely... Um, anything you could do, I could do better. She was hardcore. She was raw. Um, but she still had a heart. Mm -hmm. And that was the way that she she showed love. Now, did she miss any of my activities? No. Was she still the neighborhood mom? Yes. Was she going to cuss out everybody's kids? Absolutely. Were they still going to come back and eat with us? Yes. You have siblings? I'm an only child. Wow. Okay. I'm an only child. Okay. So so when you are experienced, I ask because sometimes it's, 
not even sometimes, I imagine all the time if you're experiencing that those traumatic situations because yes, at this point, like you are a mature, evolved woman. So you can probably, you know, apply like your mature mind to some of the things your mother might have been going through or why some of the things happened the way they did. But in that moment, when you are a child, I can imagine that experiencing those things alone, like not having a sister or a brother to go through those things with or to say, hey, you know, this hurt me or you know this is how I handled this what are you going through or what how did you experience it or whatever I can just imagine that it had to be tough going through those things alone what do you think that experience how do you think that affected who you grew into it affected me tremendously and I wasn't until it wasn't until I was in my late 30s that I really got over it and you're I'll not be, in your late 30s right now I'll be 41 wow you're looking good Thank okay you, sis. Thank okay you. yeah so it it had a lot of wear and tear on me I was a product of my environment I thought that was normality but it really wasn't um, I got to experience love from my friends parents I got to experience massive love from my grandmother and my grandfather um, and my mother's mom as well but my grandparents on my dad's side I was more close or two. He's been on drugs since I was two, so they took on his responsibility and obligation. So I had a form of balance, but it still was um, all I ever wanted from her was to be recognized, loved, and appreciated, and to be shown like she's proud of me. And for many, many years, she didn't do that. Even as an adult, I yearned for it um, all the time, like just be proud of me, you know, in my most vulnerable and and deepest and worst situations I've ever been in, um, she would support, but it would still be the hard love support when I needed nurturing. So it hardened my exterior. It built in me a very, I, I had something against women. Mm -hmm. um, anybody that reminded me of my mother, I didn't want to connect with them because I knew I could lash out and tell you what I really feel or punch you in the face because you're not my mom, you know. And even in those times of abuse, it got extensively, like, high because I would fight back. Mm -hmm. I remember grabbing her and slamming her. That's where the gun came into play. But it was because I was exhausted from it, mm -hmm. you know. But it, play, it played a significant part on how I, how I loved my son. I gave him a lot of that because it was... It was, it was something that I was just learned and I just, I had to realize it was wrong. Mm -hmm. In my relationships, um, romantic relationships, I was hard. And a lot of times we, that's why I asked was she a, pro a product of abuse because a lot of times we unconsciously do what was done to us but we rationalize it if it's not as bad as it was done to us Absolutely. because it's like well I'm not as bad as my mom was and I turned out okay so as long as I don't do you how I was done as long as I just do a little bit better than how I was done then I'm doing what I need to do and you know logically thinking yeah as long as you're doing the best that you can that's all that we can expect of you especially if you if your what you experienced was so traumatic so for you in turn when you became a mother i would love to know how you think that that did it affect you in the sense of you repeated some of that abusive behavior because this is all that you knew or did you go to the extreme like i'm going to be the complete opposite of what i experienced like how do you think that it made you overcompensate do you think that it made it tougher for you to be affectionate because you didn't grow up with affection like how do you think that that trans that transferred to you as a mother um it transferred to me and i exhibited i gave that same type of love for a very long time and then even in the midst of that stuff with my mother i was raped at 16. Mm. so with my son, I always said if I had a child, it had to be a boy because I couldn't protect a girl. And I just didn't think I was soft enough to have a daughter. Like, I've never, I really never wanted kids, Coriel. And then I decided to have one. It was a boy. And I'm like, I could be rough and tough with him. I can, you know, I don't really have to change much to love on him. But I gave him a lot of what my mother gave me. And it broke him as well. So we had to figure out a way to restore that generational curse because he's hard to love now and he has some little anger issues towards myself and his dad right but if i would have given him the softer love if i would have nurtured him in a way that wasn't so ah it's certain love. things that would have been brought out of him 
at an ease. Yeah. So I had to learn how to pivot and transition and try to restore what was broken even in him, giving him the same love. It might not be a gun or busting a window with your body, but I might do name calling or I might tell you stop crying like a wuss or you a boy, you supposed to be strong as if they cannot have vulnerability or a voice to speak out without a woman lashing or yelling at them because mm -hmm. it builds a foundation where when he gets a woman, if she yells and lashes, now he's triggered. And I just really wish I could have changed that at the beginning and didn't have to restore it as he gotten older. Hindsight is always twenty twenty. I definitely want you to give yourself some grace because um, we're so hard on ourselves yeah. as mothers. There is so much that we just have to, like in a five-minute span, the things yes. that you think about in terms of what you have to do and what you got to make sure is taken care of and, you know, thinking about what you need to say and how you need to say it and the impact that it might have and how Absolutely. you want your child to take it. It's... And my son is too. And I'm still thinking about the things that I say and do and what he sees, how it's going to impact him in the future, how Absolutely. he's going to repeat what he saw, how I am the example of a woman to him. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's so much responsibility. That's why, you know, as women, I think that the, the bulk of the responsibility does fall back on us when it comes to these children. And that is why we have to do all that we can do to become the best that we can, because their lives are going to be shaped by the life that we're living, you know, Absolutely. and what we give. And so I just say that to say I do think that you have to give yourself grace because you did the best that you can, you know, the best yeah. that you could with what you had. And when you realize your best wasn't good enough, you decided I'm going to make it better. Absolutely. I'm going to do whatever I can to improve even now, you know, what I'm putting out because you understand the impact. But it's generational. You it know, is. like you said, it's generational. It's a generational curse. We talk about generational wealth, but in order to build that generational wealth, we have to peel back the layers of these generational curses because a lot of the things that we're subconsciously doing, it comes from slavery. Like, things that happened before we were literally even in this body, before we were having these experiences, before we were, you know, here, we were there. Absolutely. And so many of us have not recovered or even acknowledged what we went through when we were there, and so we don't understand that our natural instinct to spank our kids comes from us being whipped. We don't understand that our natural instinct to curse out our children or to belittle our children came from us not not wanting the, the slave master to see any value in this child because they ran the risk of them, you know, taking them away from us. If they see that they're worth something, you might want to take my baby. So I got to curse him out in front of you, you know, so that you know that he's worthless. And it's these little subconscious things that we don't address, that we don't acknowledge. And then our kids who are way more removed from slavery than, you know, our great grandmothers, Absolutely. they're dealing with these same things, not even knowing why. So they grow up and they repeat the same things. And so it's literally just like this revolving door. It's so much responsibility. It's so much work. It is. It's not fun. It ain't sexy. <laughs> it, I mean, it's not, but it's necessary. It is. It's so necessary. It and is. these conversations, I think, are healing because there's somebody who's going to watch this that's going to say, wow. I recognize now that I did X, Y, Z to my child because of what was done to me, and I had never even connected the dots. Right. We're like the evolved generation, right? Yeah. We're, going to, we're going to therapy. Yes. We're, we're gentle parenting. <laughs> we care about our mental health. Like, we're doing all of this. Our parents weren't there. No. Like, they just weren't. They were not as evolved as we are. And so we have to, I think, give ourselves grace. We got to give them grace. And then we have to see them as just humans. Absolutely. Not our parents who were supposed to be perfect, but just humans who didn't have it all together. Yeah. Because, baby, I got some mommy issues, too, but we're not going to talk about them today. Ooh, no but we talk a lot about, you know, the daddy issues. But these mamas then did a number on us. Yeah. And we really. don't always acknowledge that, but we need to. Yeah. So I appreciate you for even being, like, vulnerable enough to, to share that. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you. Um, okay, so let's talk about... <laughs> I want to get into, like, this wealth building. Okay. Because we talk about generational wealth. We get away from the generational curses. We we got to go to therapy, y'all. That's that's going to be the end of that conversation. We need to go to therapy and, and start talking through some of these things that we've been through with people who are unbiased, who are not going to judge us, who can literally provide us with solutions and tools um, to be able to take into these experiences. So... That's that on that. But when we talk about generational wealth, you got some stuff on this website. I was preparing for this conversation, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I know we're going to talk about trust. We're going to talk about asset protection. But then you, it was like hedge fund, all kinds of stuff <laughs> that, first of all, we might not even know the definition of. Let's just be honest. So let's start with hedge funds. Okay. What does that mean, and what do you do? 
So what I actually am doing is uh, creating hedge funds for companies. So okay. I've worked with several companies out of Los Angeles where they've hired me to consult to build the hedge fund company out. They're based out of California, but their headquarters is El Salvador, Texas. Okay. I mean, El Salvador, Mexico. Okay. So we've done that because it's major in the crypto space. So there's several different types of hedge funds. The ones that I am affiliated with or part ownership with um, are those that are private elite invite only. What is a hedge fund though? So a hedge fund is basically a bunch of individuals coming together, putting money in a pool and you have a profit afterwards. Like it's a split profit uh, based on the return on investment. And then after a certain allocated time, then your your uh, your principal will, will be released and the profit will keep growing. So it just depends on what type of hedge fund there is. But overall, it's you putting your money into some pools or pots to make it easy in layman terms. You're putting it into a pot. You're getting a return on investment, mm -hmm. and your principal will re be released at a certain allocated time. But this ain't no susu, now, is it? it no, ain't not no at all. Okay, I just no, want to just put that out there because the susu had us in a chokehold a couple years ago. I was really against the susu from the beginning. Me from too. the beginning for me and the people don't know where the susu comes from it comes from the asian Af community oh i thought it was Af actually the asian community okay. what they do is they find out in their uh circle of influence in their fave five what all they need and what they do is figure out how much they need how can we get that to them so that they can build generational wealth and they supply what's needed for their own community whether it's their siblings or circle of influence or fave five they came together and gave what was needed. Mm -hmm. As they built and they created income, then they passed it back down to the next individual. They didn't do a 300 for 5,000, <laughs> okay? that's And it's, it's sad, but our community will find some way to finesse, and it's going to be a lose at the end. But for the, um, for the hedge funds, you have to have a certain type of capital. You have to be um, extremely resourceful, and you have to be invited into real hedge funds. So it's like a, like an investment group, Absolutely. almost. So we put our money together, we decide together what we're going to invest in, or that's already like predetermined. So let me just give you an example for this particular hedge fund. What they did was say, this is the number that we want to get to. And each person that put this money in, this is what you will get every week, every month and what you would look for at the end of your 12-month term. So you have different um, amounts that you can go in at, and you also have different distribution times that you can go in. Okay. If you decide to lock in and say 16 months and not do a three-month, of course your return on investment is going to be much grander versus someone who's like, I want to start getting my return on investment in three months, every increments of three months, every quarter. Right, you're gonna have to. You're gonna get a smaller return on investment because right. you're not so, waiting. It's not sitting as long. Yeah. Okay. And do you have to be a certified investor to do this, or no? So you don't have to be a certified investor, but the people who create the hedge fund, you have to be certified. You have to have your series. You have to be have the proper licenses. And a lot of it that we're doing is cryptocurrency, and crypto is 100% legal in El Salvador. Gotcha. So that's why it's based out of there, but um, funneled through California. Got you. Yes. So many, I say black people are late to the party on everything. Like yeah. we are late to these conversations. And then by the time we catch up, it's like a foreign language. Absolutely. It's like we, the money has been made. Yeah. The, like it has, it has happened. The party is over. And then we show up to the door like, but wait a minute, we just not getting the invitation. So how did you end up getting into this space? So, you know, you have to pay to play. And I wanted to enhance my credibility and what I can offer my community mm -hmm. in financial services that only the one percenters can, you know, are allocated to have that privilege. So to get be able to get at the table, sit at the table, create relationships, create real relationships mm -hmm. and build from there to give my folks the opportunity is what I did. So as a one percenter myself. I have the opportunity to sit with those people who make the decisions and then have the opportunity to bring you in before it's flooded and you can't get in. Gotcha. I had to pay to play. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And that's the part that a lot of people don't want to hear. It, and, and not even that they don't want to hear it. I think that's the part that we don't say a lot because we see people in certain places, but it's just like that's the that's the we see them at the destination, but we don't know like the vehicle 
they had to ride in to get there. So we want to go to the destination. We don't know what type of car we need to be looking for. We don't know how long the ride is going to be. We don't know how much money we need to put in the tank because they missed that part of the story. They're just like, oh, I'm here now. So I'm glad that you mentioned, like, I had to pay to play because a lot of people think, oh, you just ended up there or you just knew somebody which sometimes you do know and even the person you know say okay but you still got to pay to play absolutely so i think that that's important um that you mentioned that that part of the conversation i want to talk about trusts also okay because i feel like similar to hedge funds we hear about these things like it might not be a foreign concept but you might not really understand the intricacies of it so talk to us about what trusts are and who might be ideal um to need a trust so a trust, you have different types of trust, but what most people know is the revocable, irrevocable, the charitable, the beneficiary trust, or the business trust. Mm -hmm. So what I do, I work with the number one company who has created the trust that is backed by the IRS stamped. They have been through litigation and never lost. So you have to look at what type of asset protection are you desiring? Mm -hmm. Are you desiring an asset protection that secures you while you're alive or that secures secures you while you're alive or deceased? Mm -hmm. Do you want to do you want to have an opportunity to gift your children assets that that are non-taxed? While you're alive, do you want to pay taxes on only fun, food, or fashion? While you're alive, do you want to have accessibility for people to know what all you have accumulated? Or do you want it to be uh, in secrecy, right? So it just really depends on what what do you desire for yourself. For Let me, me tell you what I desire, and then you tell me which one okay. it is. If I want to hide everything I own... Oops, not hide. Anonymity. If, okay. Use anonymity. Okay, if I want to be anonymous <laughs> with the things that I own, um, I want to leave something for my children, and I want to be able to benefit now and later. So what, for me, what I would I recommend you do a beneficiary trust and a business trust because I know how excellent you are in that sector. You also have assets. You want to have asset protection. People use the words own nothing and control yes. everything very, very frivolously. The only way that you really, truly own nothing and control everything is have the correct trust in place mm -hmm. that is 100% asset protection for your life, for your kids, for your grandkids, kids is kids. That is the only way that you do it. And LLC does not secure your company your assets because they can be sued mm -hmm. and penetratable because if you are operating from a sole proprietor dba aspect and you have an llc the irs does not acknowledge llcs which means that you can still be sued say for example in front of your house somebody trip and fall break their hip you don't have asset protection on your house and the only thing that you have is the house you don't have anything to pay them guess what they can do take that they house. can come and take that house but if it's under the trust because you own nothing and control everything, guess what happens? You're not the owner of the trust. I don't know who owns this house. <laughs> You're not. The, they would have to figure that out. But guess what? It's under a trust. You have you have um, the capability and the ability to make sure that you are 100% protected from your assets to your bank, from your cell phone. My cell phone is under my trust. You know mm. why? Because my cell phone is a bank. You know why? Because I do a lot of cryptocurrency. So for me to have my cell phone under my trust in the event something happens and they're like, give me your wallets. Well, your my wallets is in my phone and my phone is under my trust, which means my wallets are protected under the trust. I do not own that, right? So can a trust be sued a trust so they do have litigation and okay. it can be sued and people don't live in a trust people always speak i own the trust i have a trust no you don't you live in a trust so if you are not living in a trust properly you don't have the proper compliance you are definitely going to be penetratable for me it's all about the anonymity and that's the secrecy of not owning anything but controlling everything if you don't have the proper um cpa for your trust who actually knows what you can write off, how you can write it off, what is protected, what you have to show as the protection, what what receipts you need compatible for the IRS, they will come and eat you alive. And a lot of people have the trust and they say, oh, I have a trust, but they're not living in it properly and they're not walking in it properly. They don't even have it set up properly for the assets that they have allocated for it. So how much does it cost to set up a trust properly? Okay, so I'm going to tell you how much it costs to work to set up a trust for me. Okay. The minimum trust that we have is 25000 And is that 
when you say the minimum trust, do you mean the minimum fee to set up the trust or assets that go in this trust needs to equal that amount? The minimum fee. Got you. Twenty five thousand. Okay. And then I do a special with the beneficiary in a in a uh, business trust. Okay. The information that you give, I'll give you a checklist. I have the number one compliance team for this particular trust. We are the only trust that is a five pillar trust that has every intricate detail on the trust sector for asset protection. We have only 14 licensed CPAs to actually excel this trust and be the compliance department for it. There's only nine of us who are licensed to sell this trust. Not only am I the only black one, but I'm the second woman. Mm. So it's a minimum of 25,000. You have to pay to play. But when I tell you we're gonna save you, minimum, minimum liability, maximum gain. So in order for that to make sense, in order for me to invest, $25,000 to set up this trust. What is a reasonable, like what position do I need to be in for that to make sense for me? Because obviously if I don't own property or if I don't, my business is not profitable, like what? what's the ideal person that that makes sense for? So it wouldn't make sense, a beneficiary trust would make sense for anyone even if they aren't owning a property yet. Okay. But if they're looking to get one, whenever you get your first property, you need your trust. If you start that business, you need your trust. But I always tell people, the quality of life that you desire will come from how you structure it. A life without an agenda has no structure. I saw that on your website. I said, oh, that's good. <laughs> that is good right there, yes. Yeah, so you gotta prepare for it. And if you're walking in alignment with your purpose, your passion, and even how the direction, the direction you desire to go into with your family structure, then the trust is necessary. Mm. Because one thing about a trust, you don't have to wait for the 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 uh, courts to say, hey, my children can get this. They're not double taxed. When you have the proper trust, you're only taxed on fun, food, and fashion. Mm -hmm. You pay yourself a salary through the trust. And everything that is fun, everything that is food, everything that is fashion, but when you have the right compliance, say you bought a yacht, but it was for fun, but you rent it out six months out of the year, for people to rent as a business, right? So it could pay for itself. That would not be considered fun anymore. That would be business. That's a 100% write-off. Say you purchase the vehicle. Everybody loves the G-Wagons, right? The weight of the G-Wagon allows you to be able to write the entire thing off, right? But now in 2023, they've changed the rules. But what happens when you just stick your magnets back on there? Now the rules are back to your advantage. Mm. So you have to have the proper compliance departments to teach you how to actually live in it to benefit. Because if you're making millions and you're only paying taxes on fun, food, or fashion, the twenty-five to forty-five thousand dollars that you pay for the trust, look at what you're saving annually. Long term. You ever been uh, edited, edited, audited by the IRS? I have not been audited by the IRS, and I have been an accountant for over twelve years with under one percent audit rate. So you, but you've worked with people who have been audited. I have. What makes people get flagged? The IRS, you have to tell a story, and if the story is not two plus two equals four. And it's two plus two equals seventeen. You're gonna they get come audited. To look for you. So even if you think you get away with it for one year, two year, three years, they might come back and say, "I need you to give me the receipts for 2020." They already tell you that you have to keep them for seven to twelve, seven to ten years. If you don't keep them, then guess what you have to do? You have to pay it back. Mm -hmm. So you have to make make sure the story you're sharing is truth. You have the receipts. We are big on receipts, right? You have to have the receipts, honey. Girl. Yes, yes. Thank God for technology, okay? Yes. Digital receipts. Yes. So you have you know to people have the who receipts. still like store receipts like in an envelope. Like, I do. I have clients you do that? still to no. I have clients oh. still to okay. this day that bring me a trash can and get a trash bag. And guess what I do? I charge them trash bag prices. I know that's right. Because if you don't follow the rules, it's easy for you to swipe. I don't care if it's a piece of gum. My my business clients for accounting, I only do for four million. They have to be at four million and above for me to to do their businesses, business accounting work. Mm -hmm. You're gonna charge everything. I don't care if it's a piece of gum or a bag of chips. You're gonna bring me 12 month bank statements. We're gonna go over quarterly anything that doesn't have a statement that doesn't correlate with what you sent me so that I can prepare for you. When you bring me a trash bag, you're gonna get the trash bag price. People who do this work are like, so amazing to me. To, to Like to even just think about what you just said, like we're gonna go through when my accountant want to get on the phone and ask me about that $4 that I pay, I just be like, 
just forget it. I'll pay, like, whatever I got to do with the $4. I cannot sit here and talk to you about this $4. How do you do this work? So, I'm not that bad. Are you OCD? I'm Okay, so I'm a numbers girl. Okay. So, you know. I'm I want to make the numbers. I don't want to manage the numbers, though. But in order to make the numbers, you got to manage them. Because you have to that's budget. That's and that still goes with the life without an agenda has no structure. A budget, a debt reduction plan, a financial needs analysis. At the end of the month, how much disposable income do you have? If you do not know that, how can we orchestrate building generational wealth, giving you an opportunity to have asset accumulation? One of the most important things that I teach is every individual, especially a black individual, needs to own the assets that only the Lord created. That's oil, that's gold, that's silver, that's land. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That's generational wealth. Those are the things that he created that will never be rebuilt, that will never be taken off of this earth. We will have for the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. So you want to start tapping into obtaining oil. Silver over gold. The value of silver is more important than the value of gold at the moment. But commodities are necessary. Mm -hmm. Real estate is necessary. Hard assets are necessary. So if you don't have disposable income, how can you say, hey, Tiff, I'm ready to buy some gold. I need, I need $10,000 worth of silver. Okay, cool. I'm going to send you over the blueprint. Hey, Tiff, every quarter I want you to just automatically withdraw the money for my gold and silver. Mm-hmm. Hey, who can you connect me to to purchase some land? How can I connect to purchase some oil? But that $4 adds up because that $4, just go to five, Starbucks, minimum of $5. That $5 times 30 is a lot. That could go towards your silver. So that's why you have to have the life without an agenda has no structure. When you go and buy that $4 and you can't account for it, it's not you accounting. It's you not holding yourself responsible and accountable because we are the accountability coach to help get you exactly to where you need to be. Mm. Get me together. See, that was for me. It was for me. <laughs> get me where I need to be because I be looking like I paid that $4, you can have it, but you're right. It will add right up. It does. And it's a comma come with that $4 afterwards. Four, 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 four. Comma, you're going to hit the four figure first with the comma, with the fours. You're going to hit the five finger after that. Think about what you spend a year on things that's two, three, four dollars. So what's step one to get ourselves together? Where do you start? If you are like a complete mess, you're not making $4 million yet, you're just a mess, and your life has no agenda. I always tell people you got to start with the credit. You have to start with the credit assessment. And that's where I started mm-hmm. in, credit, in, in the credit industry. And it's the most important part of a person's life. Credit is more important than cash flow. Credit gives you what cash flow can't, which is the report card. Because you can come with a, a million dollars and I can come with $100,000 and you can have cancer and I cannot have cancer, but I'm gonna get the insurance policy. How effective is your cash flow over my cash flow and my health? So cash, the the credit gets you in places that cash flow cannot Mm. because of the paper trail of excellence that comes with credit. That is your heartbeat to your report. That is your financial report card. That tells the creditors and individuals how responsible you are financially. Mm And when people walk around and, I got money, I got this, I'm pulling out knots, and you don't have a savings account, you pulling all your money out your pocket, they're not impressed with that these days. Banks have had extremely too much fraud to care about what you say you have. We want to see what you had and how you took care of it. Mm. And that's credit. That's that report card. Absolutely. So if if your credit is messed up, where do you start? Then where do you start? You got to fix it. You got to start with fixing it. Restore your credit. And yes, it's a lot of people out here that do it. And it's a lot of fraud out here. But it didn't take you overnight to mess it up. 
you got to find the, re- the the correct resources, and it's not going to take overnight to fix it. Because what's, what they misconstrue frequently is that I'm about to go and get my credit cleaned up, and I'm about to have a 750 credit score in 35 days because that's what they said. But what about your debt-to-income ratio? That part. What about your credit limits that you have that are new or old? What about are you paying the existing accounts that you have? Are you paying them on time? What about those things, Mm -hmm. right? You have a soft credit score and a hard credit score. You have people who have nothing on the credit go and get three $1,000 credit limits, and they're at a 750. Do you think that 750 is credible? Absolutely not. That's a soft 750. You hold the same weight as somebody with a 600 credit score or 550 because you don't have the history. You just accumulated the accounts. And what is it that's comparable to what it is you're desiring out here in the world to complement your $1,000 bubblegum credit card? Not bubblegum credit card. Have you paid for a car 50, 70,000? Do you have a mortgage under 30%? Um, paid, you only owe 30% on it. Do you have credit cards, 30, 50,000, lines of credit, 30, 50,000, that you paid under 30% utilization? So what makes you think you're credible because you have a thousand, three $1,000 credit cards and a secured credit card for 500, but you want you want a million dollars in credit right now and you have not earned it? So it's not quick. It's not microwave. It's going to take time. Absolutely. And patience. Absolutely. What is your thought on this Fed now thing? Um, the elaborate. Mo- the Fed now federal cash app electronic money. I don't know. I don't. Are you you speaking about them um, keeping track of everything? No. The the isn't it called Fed now? It's like the Fed now. Um, digital currency, it's like their version of like a Zelle that's supposed to be rolling out this summer. So even with the United States doing a cryptocurrency, right? They want their coins. Their coins has to turn and their contacts have to turn into coins, right? They want their coins. All of this new cryptocurrency for United States, Fed now, Zelle, they want a piece of the pie, mm-hmm. even though they're getting a piece of the pie from the cash apps, the Zales, the Coinbases. But crypto is decentralized, and it's decentralized for a reason. So you have the pros and the cons to that because the con is if they shut down on you and your money is there, you have no customer support to call. You're just 100% out of your coins, right? But when you have the United States associated with it, then you have some form of security, like insurance right? insurance behind it, yeah. But if you think about it, how much insurance? Because Coinbase is United States jurisdiction. You get a 1099 from Coinbase. Coinbase just shut my account down a few months ago and told me I can't do a withdrawal or deposit when all the stuff was happening on CNBC with the banks. Luckily, I didn't have anything in it. I had it in my real crypto international banks. But what if I would not have withdrawn my money? I would not be getting anything until they're ready to release it. So you have to look at the statistics. For me, I pay attention. You know how I follow money? I follow money from wars. Mm. If it's a war, it's a money. Think about how high deficit we are in in the United States when it comes to the FDIC controlling our money. We owe, we owe China over $23 trillion. But yet, whenever we feel like it, we can print money for other people in other countries like Ukraine mm-hmm. and other places, you can print billions of dollars for other countries that don't support us, but then we lack the education, the, the practicality that we need in the United States to live here but we're in a deficit, but we can print money for anybody else. Math ain't math, and it's not making sense. The math does not ever math, but you always know when the U.S. got some money because you know war war is either coming or then came, Mm -hmm. and that's where the coins come in at. Gotcha. So speaking of international, because I know you do a lot internationally, you were talking about Dubai. Yes. I'm all in. Because I literally, um, one of my homeboys just recently went and got his residency. And okay. he's been talking about it. So then when I saw you talking about it, I said, okay, we got to talk about it. Because what is going on in Dubai and what do we need to know? So Dubai is actually, again, we learn things at the end. But I got residency in Dubai about a year and a half ago. Um, I bought a property there in Dubai, and it's rented out very, very exclusively to where you're making your money, Mm -hmm. right? So it's expensive. It's beautiful. um, It's one of those places that once you're connected, 
you are on. Mm-hmm. For me, I use it for the banking relationships. Again, a lot of my portfolio is cryptocurrency. Okay. So I like to funnel my international, my crypto to my international. I use my international debit cards. It never comes to United States soil, which makes it untaxed, right? Mm. So the benefits that you have with having residency there. And then I also got my um, Moore's passport, my five star Moore's Wanted passport. Wanted to talk about that too. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes. So I'm all for the freedom and I'm all for um, being internationally. So what are the benefits in as a are you considered a Dubai citizen? I'm a well it's not even really a dual citizenship. It's I just a residency. residency. Yeah, but I'm working on the citizenship. Gotcha. With, I, you don't have to give up your citizenship here. It'll no, be dual. No, you can be dual. Gotcha. So in Dubai they don't you don't pay for medical, you don't pay for school. They have zero crime rate. Um you can eat off their floors. Like that's how clean it is. I tell everybody, Dubai. I went to Dubai for my 30th birthday, and that is one of those places that I just feel like everybody has to experience yeah. that. It's like a movie. Like, it is. literally, it is. you're living in a movie, and it's so unbelievable. It's so unlike anything we have here in America it that is. it's, like, mind-blowing, uh, mind-boggling. So, so when I'm seeing this mention, I'm like, it's piquing my interest because, yeah. you know, now that I have kids to think about I'm always like what makes the most sense for them and you know American schools are just like so awful that I'm always considering so that's what I was thinking about when I saw your Dubai like would this be uh, an alternative for children um depending on how you want to bring up the kids Coriel for me I just I really am in a position in space where I'm like every couple months I want to go somewhere different I've, I was I was trapped for so long. I want to experience new cultures, eat different foods, speak different languages. Yeah. You know, just encounter diversity at its finest. Mm-hmm. So it was more so of, about me creating banking relationships and being in the backyard of people who I do business with on the crypto side heavily. Gotcha. That's what it was about more for me. And then having that ownership and in properties international that's not the only place that I desire to have properties. Right. Because when I want to go, I want to go. If I say, you know what, I want my office to be in Paris, which Paris is not one of my favorite places, but I want my office there for three months. I like blue water and white sand. I want to be able to go wherever I desire to go and still make my money through the airways. Gotcha. What is, was purchasing property a requirement for the residency? No, but it helped. Got you. It okay, helped. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because I, I didn't get the one year, three year. I did the 10 year residency. It gives me funding capability. It also gives me really good banking relationships, but it gives you an opportunity to have access to things that visitors could never. Got you. Yeah. Okay. And some of it is G14 classified. I was about to say, okay. Yeah. I see you, <laughs> I tell I you, see you tips on, on the marble yeah, floor. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I could I could give it to you afterwards. Okay. Is the, is the more, what did you call it? The more Hold on. Let me tell you what I put on my notes. <laughs> Sovereign citizenship. Yes. That is what I would like to say. Is that G14 classified? But we can talk about it. Okay, let's talk about it. Because, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Come on, give it to me. So this is one of those kind me and my husband, we be all in on this stuff, okay? We be like, oh, we could do it, but then we ain't do it because we got a little scared. So when we we were having our first son, we had the conversation around, like, are we going to get him a birth certificate? Because we were supposed to have a home birth. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out, but we were supposed to have a home birth. So in our minds, we weren't going to the hospital. So in our minds, we didn't necessarily have to have a birth certificate because we've done all this research around, you know, how you are enslaved once you have a Social Security card. and how, You know what the Internet be saying, what Absolutely. they be saying on YouTube, right? So we were YouTube researching all of the things, and we were trying to figure out how we could have all the rights without being a slave to the system, which in my mind, the only uh, remedy for that, which was this sovereignty, we could not figure it out, but you have. So tell us what we need to do. So I don't have it all figured out okay? because it's one of those things that you are learning as you go, right? And the education is extremely furthered. Um, A lot of the social media woke people and those who are acting like they're sovereign, they're gonna go to jail. Okay, so let's be clear. We wanna keep them out, we wanna keep your people out of jail. We're not going to jail over here, okay? (laughs) Tell us the the un-jail way. Yes, so in order to live in sovereignty, you have to figure out if you're gonna go private or public. Okay. 
and you can do both, right? So for me, I did private in one area, public in another area, because I don't want to owe the IRS anything. I don't want to close my businesses. I still want to keep my Social Security number, um, and I still want to be able to actively not be dissolved, but I also used it to my advantage with certain things that I'm still not even done with yet. Like I haven't sent my letter over to the Secretary of State. I haven't sent my letters over to the DMV for my driver's license because honestly, if they pull me over and they read and I pull up and I come up, they're gonna let me go, right? I don't have to have a license plate. I don't have to have a driver's license because I'm not driving. I'm passing through, right? Driving is an illusion, <laughs> you know? So it's it's really a lot so of- deep. So like, it's so much like when you look at the driver's license, all your entire name, first, middle, and last is in all caps. The only thing that is in all caps normally is a corporation. The United States is an LLC. If you look it up, they're not even a C Corp or S Corp. They're literally an LLC. So when you see capitalization in your entire name, they're looking at it like you are a corporation. That's why they are funded. The United States is not just, oh, we just like babies. We're having babies. Every baby that comes out, you are getting, they are getting a check. We have full accessibility to learn that. I haven't gotten to that part yet, so I'm not going to finesse you. But what I have gotten is my Morris passport with my five stars. So as far as me needing certain things to go to other countries, I don't need that, mm -hmm. right? Um, and it's fruitful, but I'm really still learning in that. And I have I have a coach who I trust, who is off the grid, who teaches, and it's a certain, um, a certain caliber of person that he will allow. You have to qualify. He's not on social media. He's not teaching anything on YouTube. If you mention his name, you're out of his program. So you have people that are really walking in this. You have people that have homes and no address up front because you legally don't have to have an address up front, right? So there's a whole walk when it comes to the sovereignty side. The and for me, I world. am not ready to be fully private. Because if you're fully, from my understanding, it, that is that when you basically kind of give up your rights? That's when you can't travel and you can't no. work a job? Or am I wrong? You Please correct travel. me. Okay. You can travel, you can work a job. Okay. Because it's certain documents that when you hand them that, they're going to be like, oh, we don't take that, we don't this. You want to get sued? You better go to your attorney and figure out how you can make this play happen because legally and under the Constitution, this is what... I belong to, this is what, this is mine, this is my right, right? But the education is so deep. Mm -hmm. When I tell you, if it's this big, this is just where I am and I know a lot. Girl, cause let me tell you, they pulled me over and I would be under the jail cause I ain't gonna say the right things. I don't have the right paperwork. That's the part that it's like, you don't wanna, you don't wanna play with it. So yeah. as you mentioned, you know, those people gonna go to jail. You probably will if you don't really know what you're Absolutely. talking about. But you won't know what you're talking about until stuff happens. Because nobody has, like, this book of A to Z. Mm -hmm. So when I go to my coach about stuff, right, he'll say, oh, okay, well, that happened. Send it over to me. Let me review it. I'm going to tell you what to do next, how to do it, whatever, right? Oh, this happened in the airport. Like, if I go places and I show my Morris passport, they'd be like, who are you, the princess of Zumunda? You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, it's, it's so it's unbelievable. Serious. Yeah. It's serious. So, like I said, if it's this big, sis, this is where I am, and my knowledge is growing every day, and it's really living in that as well and experiencing it, but I would be lying to you if I said I just hold all the juice. Yeah, but for you, real. Got, you got a little drip, though. You I got, got, a, little I got a little drip. But so that doesn't affect, obviously that doesn't affect the business that you're doing and the trust you have. And, no, gotcha. not at all. Gotcha. Because you don't own the trust. Remember that. Mm. If you own the trust, you can be found. So what's your relationship to the trust? Like, legally, what is your relationship to the trust? So your relationship to the trust, you will have, you will add beneficiaries, mm -hmm. right? But you are the trustee. Okay. Right? Gotcha. So, no, I'm saying that wrong. You will have a beneficiary, but the trustee is the person who creates that for you, right? So that's not you? No. So you have, like, the company, uh -huh. right? The company that creates the trusts, they are the owners of the trusts, of the trust for real. Okay. But you hold the weight. Okay. You just can't say you're the owner of a trust. Because nobody you live owns in a the trust. trust. Right. Right. But the company owns it. Right. Girl, I'm confused. Girl, I'm going to have to. Okay. I got, I got 
some good info okay. for you I'm going to give to you. Okay. Right? Okay. I got some good game I'm going to give to you. Please give me the game, but not the game that's going to get me in jail. I'm, I'm not. I'm never going to get you in jail. Okay. But I had to just let it be known. There's a lot of people that are really with this woke and um, private and public, and they're all over social media, and they're doing YouTubes, and they're doing these classes, and they're charging. It's a couple of them that are super dope, but when you are trying to protect yourself and mm -hmm. others you really want to be a little quiet. So you have to be careful with those who are making a lot of noise mm -hmm. in that area simply because the ones that's making noise does not know the real value. Otherwise, right. they wouldn't they make would be, noise. They would be a little bit more. And uh, they would be very conscious as to who they're educating because one thing about it, when the black and brown people get a hold of it, it's already flooded. Think wait, about so this is not just a black and brown people not thing? Not at all. Not at all. Trust is not... At no, all. not trust, the, but no, sovereignty. No. Shut no, up. there are other individuals, honey, that have sovereignty. Girl, I thought this was just like a, wow. No, ma'am. Okay. No, ma'am. Okay. It is a wealthy thing. Okay. Yes. Learn something new every day. Yes. So what, so do you help the people do these things? I do. Okay. I okay, do. so in one second, I'm going to have you tell the people how you can help them do that. But really quick, you said it's like, don't even come calling if you don't have 25k for the trust. What is it in terms of the sovereignty? Like, what's a realistic expectation of what you would be willing to, what you need to be willing to invest for this process? So the sovereignty package is 25, and you have to qualify. I'm going to do an interview with the individual first, and we have to do a full assessment. The assessment is 497. Gotcha. And it's no refunds after the assessments, whether you qualify or don't qualify. I'm extremely meticulous as about as to who I'm going to allow in this space to actually be in my person's space because we protect each other. Mm -hmm. So if it's, oh, I just want to do it so I could piss off the police, you know, you don't have no foundation, you don't have nothing really substantially built, and your reasoning behind wanting it doesn't hold enough validity or weight to, like, put that energy towards you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a hard pass hard wait a minute you said something before the cameras were rolling that i said i needed to get back to what was it oh dr tiffany got a man okay let's talk about Ooh, it real quick yes let's talk about this man okay because you have one child i do he's 20 he'll be 23 this year we don't believe it but she says it um and then your 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 boo has Oh my goodness! How he many, has a village. Honey. He has I be a village. Him, he, he got partridge in the pear trees, honey. But he wants more partridges in the pear trees. He does. He wants one more with his baby. And you, baby, said no. Is it a hell no, or is it like a no? I really don't want to, but I might think about it. Hell to the no, no, no. Why is it a hell no? What makes it a hell no? Is it because you've already served your time and you're over it, or so? I love being the bonus mom to what he already, who he already has. He has. Um, three girls and a boy. And my son is about to be 23. His youngest is six years old. And she is a dial face. She's the baddest one, but she's a dial face. And I never really wanted children. And I never dated men with children either long term. And I went to a point where it was like, no kids, no kids. they have to be grown. But when we got together, it was like, oh, this is my person. You I'll know? take the kids, okay, I'll come take on. the kids, too, and they're not so bad. So then how you know you're not going to be like, oh, this is my person, I guess I could just have one more? I don't want no more. I don't want, like, I like the babies, Coriel. I like them from zero to six months. After that, can the Lord gone just, away. like, just gone like, yeah, raise them can up, you Lord. Just, can they just okay. poof and be gone, right? Gotcha. But since I got the bonus ones, you it's can like kinda, I'm still experiencing it. Okay. Yeah. And but you're having a good experience as a bonus mom. I'm having a great experience as a bonus mom with my guy and the children. And not such a great experience. Do they have the same mother? Um, three of them have the same mother. The other one is the oldest. Okay. And she's in Jersey. Okay. How is the baby mama life? Um, his ex-wife. Make it clear. Go ahead. Put some respect she, on the name. Yeah. Okay. His ex-wife is um, very plot problematic. <laughs> she has... We have actually sat on the same platform together, right? Shut up. Yeah. But you know me. I'm like, hey, y'all. 
you know, she reached out to hug. I did the little curve. You know, she want to stand next to me to do like the reels. And why I'm wondering, she can't like, stand next to you and do the reels. Like, you can, but why? Like, we got 20 people right here. You wanted to like compete walk, and my walk, you know, dangerous. You know, so you can't even don't even try to do it. Yeah, but I was I was really like embracing her. I was really just being authentic and transparent. And I feel like she just did a lot of weird stuff. And your experience with your ex-husband has nothing to do with me. And if it was that bad, the research that you put into trying to figure me out and, you know, see this and see that and calling them with it, I just want you to just get you a life, you know? Enjoy it because I'm a really I'm really good to your children. And I'm not problematic about, right? with you. Um, I don't bother you, and I made it clear on a conversation that I'm really not. I'm the worst person to make an enemy with. But you don't, did, did Detroit girl don't come out? Um, slightly, but it comes out extremely professional, and it also comes girl, out you, heavy. Girl, you it get them together with the, you got a corporate get them together? I got a corporate get them together. You know, she, she put me in a space where I had to just pull, like, some records and then just say, this you. Leave me alone. Don't play with me. Because I already know you, everything about you, everything you have, don't have, everything. Just leave me alone. Did she leave you alone? She been leaving me alone. Okay, she been leaving me alone. <laughs> okay, okay. You had to get it together, <laughs> it's a, it's but now she's together. Okay, now that. she's together. It's like that. Okay. Um, yeah, so we, we, we run in some of the same um, circles. So did y'all know each other? No. And then you met the the the, the baby? No. The, we, boo, the boo thing? No, no, I never met her, never any of that. Because for me, like, I'm really, like, I was real, real low-key. I didn't, like, go to events. Even when I went, I wasn't popping pictures. Like, I really just got involved in this, like, you know, get out here the and, circle. like, let the world yeah. know you type yeah. of thing, right? But um, once now that I know her, everywhere I am, it's almost like, she pop up out the woods, like out of a bush or something, you know? Here I go. Okay. <laughs> wow, can't shake her. All right. This is the this is the three, the, the mother of the yes, three. But the other, the oldest, I absolutely love Tiff. Her name is Tiffany, too. She's a Jersey girl, but she's so cool. She's pleasant. We kick it on the phone. Her daughter loves me. She's the oldest. And yeah. um, she's dope. Like, she's dope. She's not problematic at all. She has a husband. She That part. See, when they be miserable and mad, it be because they be they they don't they be lonely. having no men, yeah, they, honey. They, they, they don't have nothing to do. Nothing. They to are do. bored. Nothing. To Come do. on, bored baby mama. Yes. All right. Well, I I love it for you the fact that you are still able to live this motherly life that you weren't necessarily interested in, but God made a way for you to live it in your own way. Yeah. So I love that. Thank you. And I'm excited for you. When you're back, you'll be. Um, a wife to be. Yeah, we're speaking that into yes. existence. Give me, give me that hand. Give me, look, I'm rubbing it off, rubbing it off, rubbing that energy. <laughs> we'll have to have you back because I feel like we can go deeper, and I'm excited about it. And we, once you, you said you know this much of the somber. Once you know this much, come on back to the okay. couch because we need. I'm serious about that conversation because there's just so much that we just don't know. I hate the ignorance that we are the victim of in our community. Because it's one thing if we had all the information, then we just decide we're not going to use it. But we don't even know that this whole other world exists that we don't have access to. So when it comes to the sovereign side, sis, it's a very, very little exclusive circle. Mm -hmm. And it's really not to be given to the world. Because it's, if you notice how CPNs were never legal, illegal, uh, 20 years ago. But when black people but got a hold our, of it. our people got a hold of it, now they are illegal. And the reason being is because of the manipulation, because of the theft, because of the fraud. The fraud yeah. They didn't operate from the space of high, like, intellectual property. They were still frequencying on a low, low scale mm -hmm, to where mm -hmm. it's to get a car that they can't pay for. So it's very, very protected. And for me, I'm going to always, keep it that way. but I'm going to share it with you. And I'll share it with people who qualify mm -hmm. because what I do know will get you where you need to go. And then my coach takes on that obligation of walking you through it with me. But I wouldn't. You know, I'm just going to blast. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to share it on air. But I got the people you, people don't though. do right. Girl, get me together. I, I want. You. I keep it safe. Too. I know don't you will. Worry. I know you will. Okay, so I need you to look in that camera right there and tell the people where can they find you, what you got for them, um, if they want a trust. I, I don't know if they're making $4 million to get the taxes done, but whatever else you might have for them, <laughs> let them know. 
So guys, let me just comment on the tax thing. That's on the business side. I work with four million and up, but I still have personal credit. Okay. I mean, personal clients as well. You can actually connect with me on my website, www.whoistiffanywilliams.com. Um, all of the information is there. If you want an assessment call, if you listened on Coriel's show, I will give you the assessment call for the trust for free. Ooh. Only if you say Coriel boss. Come on. It's, that's the only way you're going to get it. So I am Dr. Tiffany Williams. I am your financial strategist. I'm going to help you level up without limitations to hit multiple seven figures if that is the desire. But we're going to work to get you there. Come on, multiple seven figures. Come on now. Okay. I hope that y'all have enjoyed this conversation. I hope you had your notebook out because it was full of not just juiciness, but so many gems. Y'all, there is no excuse for us to continue to be late to the party on these conversations. You have just learned something, and now I am challenging you to turn around and teach someone else. Make sure you like this video, comment below with something that you learned, and subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss out on any more amazing guests. I love you, and I'll see you on the next episode. <laughs> Peace. If you enjoyed that episode, make sure you subscribe to the channel so you don't miss out on any upcoming content. And take it a step further and go ahead and join our private community over on Patreon because it comes with some pretty bomb perks, including early and discounted access to our upcoming events, behind the scene exclusives with some of your favorite guests, the opportunity to call in on an upcoming show, the chance to vote on topics and guests for brand new shows, and I'm even giving you unlimited access to my vault of business classes where I'm teaching you everything from Airbnb to developing digital products and everything in between. And you can get access to our Patreon for as little as $5 a month, okay? Get in where you fit in, and I'll see you on the inside. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.